Good morning, good morning. It is 7 a.m. It's Sunday morning. Happy Sunday. And here you are with yours truly, Dr. Carol Penn. And you are on the waitlist in Mind, Body, and Spirit show. Yay! We got some balloons here in the background. <laughs> we are celebrating. It is the final day of our first season. And I am truly excited to welcome this beautiful lady that you see on camera. But before I get started, let me introduce myself. I'm Dr. Carol Penn, doubly board certified in family and obesity medicine. And I am your master meditation mindset and movement coach, two-time best-selling author, so proud of my book, Baby Meditation in the Time of Madness, a guidebook for talented teens, tweens, their parents and guardians who need to thrive. And we are here to talk about what it means to be weightless in mind, body, and spirit. So beyond the physical, that's important too, and then all of the comorbidities that are attached to overweight and obesity and we're here to inform and educate about that and we're also talking about the emotional component right what it means to be weightless in mind body and spirit where you feel like the weight of the world has been lifted off of your shoulders and to do just that today we have america's relaxation doctor what What's her name? Her name is Dr. <laughs> Gorman. She is my business bestie. She is truly one of my best friends in and out of the world of medicine. Y'all, you want to know something? You want to hear a little something? Pop it in the chat if you want to hear a little something. Let me know if you want to hear a little secret. You might not know this about the two of us. Welcome, Victoria. Welcome, Dr. Monique. Welcome, Dr. Erica. Welcome, Aubrey. Well, Aubrey's been somewhere in the Caribbean on an island. Welcome. Oh. <laughs> we are so glad that you are back and that you travel to and from safely. You're going to have to let us know what it's like, Abby, because some of us ain't been nowhere since the shutdown. Yeah. Like, you know this little secret about Dr. Dietrich and I? <laughs> Lord, yes. So, Dr. Erica wants to hear the secret. We actually met back in the day in 2002. Dr. Dietrich and I went to medical school together. And you know what? When you think about it, how many people can you do you know in your life that you actually went to medical school with? There's only, you know, there's it was your class. There was what 80 in our class? Mm -hmm. yep. yep, about 80. Good morning, good morning, Dr. Andrea. Good morning, and thank you for tuning in. So let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Dietrich's background. So you want to want to hear about her background and her story. Can I go ahead and do that? Drop it in the chat, Mike. Go ahead. <laughs> He does have an impressive bio. She was born in a Midwestern city in Indiana. Anybody say Indiana? I've worked in Indiana. 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 Oh. She graduated with a bachelor's degree from Purdue University, a master's degree at Indiana University, and attended medical school in Stratford, New Jersey. That's where we met. A Roman University where she earned her doctorate. She went back to her hometown of Fort Wayne to complete her family medicine residency. I remember when you were going back home. I do. Mm -hmm. Residency, she was recruited to a small West Texas town where she currently practices medicine full scope, pediatrics, adult, inpatient, outpatient, and obstetrics. So she practiced the full scope. She's board certified in family medicine. During her years of acquiring her education and practicing medicine, not only did her responsibilities and life experiences increase, but so did her stress levels. All y'all, you're about to hear how she became America's relaxation doctor. She got to a breaking point and realization that she couldn't continue like the way she was. And she wanted to help others stress out, other stressed out workers not to get to this point. And I'm going to, she, I want her to talk a little bit more about her brand story because it is very powerful. 
and important. She decided to learn how to relax, implementing strategies in the workplace for stress reduction. Being a physician, she knows the health benefits of managing chronic stressors. She has dedicated herself in helping those individuals who are stressed at work learn how to what? R-E-L <laughs> in order to live more healthy, productive, and fulfilled lives. In addition to being one of America's most respected family physicians, Dr. Dietrich L. Gorman is also recognized as a three times best-selling, three times, hello, three times, she is a consultant, blogger, podcaster, and entrepreneur. Dr. Dietrich is America's relaxation doctor. Whoa, very nice. <laughs> Hey, good morning, welcome. We have, Karen is watching from Pakistan. Oh my, wow, that is yes. wonderful. Yes, thank, yes, thank yes. you, Dr. Carol, for having me here to round out your show for the season. And it's just been an honor. Um, I've watched all of your broadcasts, you know, up until now, and I'm on the last one, and it's just been top notch, just excellent, top notch. And so I can't wait to see more episodes and, you know, to see how you take your, your brand further. So oh, you're definitely changing the world. We have special plans coming up for the fall. That's for sure. Oh, good, 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 good. I can't wait to see, as I'm sure the audience can't wait either. Well, Dr. Dietrich, tell us a little bit more about how you got to this point, because in the introduction, I mentioned that you yourself were stressed out. You just didn't make this up. You, This has been your lived experience. Yeah, yes. And so um, I really appreciate the introduction. And you did allude to the fact about uh, me handling stress and whatnot. And so it kind of goes all the way back to the beginning. Um, those those folks out there who are watching who are doctors, um, the, the story you may share is that you knew that at an earlier age that you wanted to be a doctor. We all have our own stories coming up to where we are right now. But for me, I've always wanted to be a doctor since a young child. And um, at this point, I knew that you had to be smart and that you wanted to help people. And so uh, with the love and encouragement of my family, my mom, who's, who's no longer with me, um, I decided that this is what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, the, the journey wasn't like a straight path. You know, I had my twists and turns, but I actually finally got into medical school. And for those of you um, who aren't familiar with the curriculum in medical school, typically the first two years are in the classroom setting and the last two years are actually in the clinical setting. So we're out and about doing our rotations and whatnot with our white coats on, our stethoscopes on, and we're, you know, we're walking and, and looking good, you know. Um, but, at this point, <laughs> but at this point, um, the responsibility is shared. You're a student, you're learning, so your upper level uh, residents and your attendees are having that responsibility. They have your back, right? So yes, the stress of learning is still there, but the stress isn't all yours. So after medical school, um, I actually got recruited back to Fort Wayne, Indiana. That's where I'm, I'm, I'm from. So I went to residency there and it's a three-year residency. And as you increase in the years, you have more responsibility. Not only are you seeing your own patient load, but then you're also looking out for the, the lower level residents, right? But again, you still have an attending who has your back. You know what I mean? So, yes, you have that stress. And there was many nights where I was stressed. Um, actually, I would go get manicures and pedicures and, and massages here and there when I could because I did realize that. Mm -hmm. But in medical school, you know, honestly, I can recall I don't remember them or, or residency uh, talking to us about managing stress or how we should manage stress or ways to find that we can manage stress. And um I think it's better now um, in my correspondences with uh, schools and whatnot. It's better now, but I, I really didn't have that. And so, you know, resorting to, you know, unhealthy ways to help manage your stress. Um, it's just a lot of different things. And so, you know, I, I got through residency, which was actually a great program. That's why I actually uh, learned to love to, to do OB. Um, and I got recruited out to where I am now in West Texas. And... The thing is, it's like now, you know, like a deer caught in the headlights, you know, I moved out here. It's just me now. Okay. So I'm the attending, the buck stops with me, you know, 
I'm in charge of these people's lives and, you know, I don't have that backup. Yes, I can uh, talk to other colleagues, but, you know, it's my name who's on the prescription and on the orders. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And so, you know, you can imagine this is very stressful. And then plus, I'm in a small town. Right. And and family practice people are doctors. We kind of got to do a little bit everything. So, like I said, I'm on call. I'm doing inpatient, outpatient clinic. And the, the most stressful times were when I was on call um, 24-7, right? So there's been many times that I would actually go to the restroom and just kind of break down and cry because it just got so overwhelming for me, um, so stressful. Um, I would get an attitude, you know, I would be snappish, not only at work, but at my, my family, my mom. All, all my mom wanted to do was just help me. And having said that, I mean, even my colleagues, no one was experiencing what I was experiencing or feeling what I was feeling. And so they couldn't relate. And at that point, I didn't really feel like I could talk to anybody. And so I was just like kind of regressing and and shrinking and just getting more pissed and, you know, all that stuff. And as you can see, I'm a a happy-go-lucky, bubbly person. I knew I didn't want to keep living like that. I just didn't like that. So one day I had my slap in the face, punch in the gut, eye-opening moment when my medical assistant, she actually came into my office. I was having another one of my stressful days, papers all over the desk, you know, looking crazy, all that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And she actually sat, you know, opposite me on my desk. And she was like, well, Dr. Gorman, is there anything that I can do to help you? And I looked at her and I said, you know, there's nothing that anyone can do to help me. And she looked at me and I was like, well, what? And she she was really concerned about me. She was like, kind of just looking like really nervous and concerned. I'm like, well, what? And she was like, well, you know, she's very concerned about, you know, me saying I don't have anyone to help me or no one can help me. And she said, because this is a statement that people who are contemplating killing themselves would make. Mm -hmm. And it was at that point, I was just like, and it was really at this point where I was like, wow, you know, I, I can actually see it. You know, um, I don't consider myself to be a judgmental person by any means. But one of the things I would say for, for people who would like kill themselves, I would be like, how selfish could they be? Why can't they just go get help? You know, there's other things why they have to go that far. But here I am sitting here thinking, like, shoot, I can, I, I can really see it. Um, I was really getting into that dark place where I didn't feel that there was any way out. I didn't feel like I had anybody to talk to, any of that stuff. And so that that was kind of a very, a very you know, eye-opening moment for me. And I actually felt ashamed. I felt embarrassed about it. Um, but, and but, I know I have a great support system. I did have the faith to realize that through that lowness, there has to be an ascent. I wanted to shift my mind and be positive. I knew the major reason why I journeyed into this dark space was very multifactorial, but the whole foundation was that I wasn't really able to manage my stress well. I wasn't able to relax. You know, when the times were coming and, you know, all the things were hitting me at once, I didn't know how to just like, you know, deal with it productively. And so, um, you know, there was a few things that I realized at this point, and one was, like you had stated, Dr. Carroll, I never, ever wanted to feel this way again. And I was just tired of being stressed out and anxious about everything. Oh, let me tell you, like when I'm not on call, I was looking at the phone, wondering if they was going to call me. You know what I mean? I was just in that. In that and I was always like stressed out about being stressed out. And it was just awful. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it was just no way to live. And I didn't feel good. I didn't feel myself. The second thing I realized is that I actually came from a conference in Atlanta with Dr. Dre, our business coach. And this experience just really kind of changed the trajectory of my life, you know, and it was the beginning of my my new life, my new mindset. And it's just been such a blessing that I got onto this path and, and got to meet all these fine folks in this journey. And then finally, I discovered that one of the purposes in my life is to actually go out and help other stressed out individuals, specifically in the work setting, um, be more uh, aware that not being able to get a hold of chronic stresses are literally killing them. All right. And I don't want any other person to feel like I felt. 
I don't want any other person to go into that dark space and, and can't get out of it. And so the cornerstone is to learn how to relax. Oh so and I want to be called America's Relaxation Doctor. All right. Yeah. And I just want to get out there spreading the knowledge and um, relaxation techniques. Well, so that's, that's my story. You are on a mission. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Certainly. Um, I have a couple of, uh, I'm sure that people would like to hear what are some, you know, what's some of the information, some of the stressors, which specifically coming at the workplace. And then we're going to go and put it in the context now, because a lot of people are not, they're no longer in the workplace. They're working from home, but they're also discovering they're now bringing those stressors into the home. But let's see, what is some of the background? What's some of the research saying about what stress in the workplace does? So actually, let me let me first start off by giving you all, the audience a, a few staggering statistics. And... Um, this is like crazy, y'all. So um, this is actually taken from the American Institute of Stress. And this organization compiled these stats from various other studies. And I believe it's around like 2016 and 19. So y'all, this is pre-COVID. Okay, these stats are pre-COVID. So I know sprinkling some COVID on there, these stats are gonna be, you know, worse. Okay. So in the in the US, businesses lose upwards of three hundred billion dollars a year because of workplace stress. Bill, billion. Eighty-three percent of US workers suffer from work-related stress. Stress causes around one million workers to miss work every day. Isn't that something? Only 43% of U.S. employees think their employers care about their work-life balance. So a lot of folks out there thinking their bosses, you know, whatever, you know, they just, they just want you there to work. Um, and 35% of respondents said their main source of stress at work was, any guesses? Somebody see if anybody put in the chat that 35% of respondents said their main source of stress at work was, and I can't see the comments, Dr. Carroll, just in case somebody put them in there. No, we haven't responded yet. Okay. Well, I'm going to keep going because I know we got a lot of information. Is It is their boss. Their boss. So another person. Isn't that something? Yes, Aubrey people. Yes, but their boss specifically. In 2019, 80% of workers in the U.S. were stressed as a result of ineffective company communication. That's a big one. All right. And uh, a couple more stats. 63% of U.S. workers are ready to quit their jobs due to stress. They just done. All right. 54% of workers report that stress from work affects their life at home. So not it's enough to be stressed at work. They're carrying it over into the home setting. You have your, your spouse, your, your kids, you know, your pets. You know what I mean? You ain't giving your pets no love either. You know, you stress. Um, and work is among the top three sources of stress for Americans. So the first one is the future of our nation. Second one is money. And the third one is work. Okay. And this was uh, done in 2017. And then two more. Um, in 2018, 70% of U.S. workers said that workplace stress affected their personal relationships. And then finally, um, only 40% of employees who suffer from stress have talked to their employer about it. So that's going to be important when I talk about uh, later about what I do. That only forty percent feel that they can actually, you know, talk about what was causing them stress at work. So yeah, that's that's something else. I mean, and like I said, this is pre-COVID. So, so yeah, you add on the extra stress of COVID. It's just just something else. Imagine with COVID getting some can some feedback but we're going to keep pressing there's always the technical demons out here <laughs> um, but at any rate so with that being said you've come forward and you are solving a problem by being America's relaxation doctor so before you tell us what you do tell us some ways that we can relax both at work and at home what are your top recommendations Okay, excellent. So let me first uh, tell you the, the benefits of relaxation. So the, there are definitely a multitude of them. Um, in the physical stance, decreasing your blood pressure, your heart rate, breathing rate, all that stuff. Because when you're stressed out, you're kind of in this 
kind of hyped up mode um, decreases your pain, um, improved coping, um, happier work environment, home environment, all that stuff. So ways that you can um, learn how to, to do some relaxation uh, techniques, um, there are actually uh, quite a few. Um, mindfulness, meditation. Dr. Carroll, you know you're the expert in meditation, okay? Music, um, using your five senses to promote relaxation, which I'll talk about in a little bit later. Journaling, coloring, um, qigong, tai chi, all that stuff. Exercising walking, stretching, singing, volunteering. There's so many different relaxation techniques that a person uh, uh, can employ. Um, in the work setting, uh, one of the big ones, especially like for me, is to actually start off with a, a nice workspace. Okay, decluttering your workspace is big. Can you imagine you go into your workspace, you have all this stuff all over your workspace, your desk, you just can't find nothing. Your mind is just everywhere trying to look for stuff. You're not only less productive, you're trying to look for stuff and having this clutteredness causes for confusion. Also like cleaning your workspace is a great relaxation technique that you can do at work. Zenning your workspace. So meaning putting personable things in your workspace that when you look at them, you have a sense of calm, okay? Um, Bringing your lunch, eating nutritious lunch, it just feeds your body in those stressful times. You want to give your body, you know, something to work with, you know. Um, another big way is kind of indirect as far as uh, promoting relaxation in the workplace is you're dealing with a multitude of people, different personalities, different cultures, politics and all that stuff. Don't add to the drama. You know, stay in your lane. You know what I mean? You don't need that extra stress of getting into everybody else's business and drama. You're there to do your work, right? So staying out of the drama in the workplace setting is a great way to help promote relaxation. And um, another thing is to actually um, keep things into perspective. You're, you're there in this certain period of time. You know, you're there to do your job and then you can go home. So... Try, and this was a big one for me. I know it's a little bit different for us doctors, especially when you're on call. But if you can try and keep work at work, and then when you go home, kind of try and release that, you know, or at least just know you're going to dedicate only a specific amount of time when you're out of the work setting, that can definitely help uh, promote calm and, and relaxation. Um, in the workplace, you know, again, um, doing stretches, stretches in your workspace when you have a break. All right, doing stretches because, you know, when you're stressed out, those muscles get tense, you know, you start feeling neck pain, eye strain, you know, backache, you know, heel pain, all that stuff. And it's because you're in that constant state of being tense and it actually wears, wears you out after the long run. And um, another thing that I feel that is like the cornerstone of stress management, hands down, is breathing, being able to control your what deep breathing does is helps you to calm your mind. It helps you to kind of slow everything down. So those are some ways, just a few ways that you can help uh, promote some relaxation um, in, in the work environment. And actually, you know, sometimes in the home environment as well. Excellent. So Dr. Dietrich, I know that you have recently started exploring about the, the use of, of smell and aromatherapy. Could you talk to us a little bit about that? Oh, certainly. So like I was saying before, um, I really tout using your uh, five senses to promote relaxation, whether it's, you know, your hearing for listening to relaxing music. Um, in my office, I have some nice music going on, uh, your sense of sight. Uh, looking at uh, pretty pictures, looking at your mini vision board to just give you a sense of calm and inspiration. But one of the things is, of course, using your sense of smell and doing this through essential oils. All right. And so in the workplace now that we're at work or, shoot, or even out and about to help decrease the spread of COVID, we're all encouraged or even mandated to wear our masks. Right. So I'm like, well, OK, what can we do? Why not try and get some relaxation out of that, right? Why not? So what I thought of is like, hmm, how can we do that? 
why not use an essential oil? All right. I know we have our essential oil diffusers. Um, some of us who have office uh, offices, our own offices, and we can use diffuser. Um, but sometimes you can't use that because that smell might travel and offend other people. But you can bring the relaxation to you. So one of the things I thought of was actually using an essential oil, your favorite essential oil that promotes relaxation for you because it's not the same for everybody and using it on your mask. And so I brought a little demonstration and you all can just try that. Try that today before you, you know, go to work, you know, or if you're going out and about. So I have a mask and you can use your regular surgical mask. I use this one the most unless I'm actually going in your screening code uh, potential COVID patients, but you can use your N95 mask. Mm -hmm. And then you can also use your, your cloth cute little mask, right? And so what you're gonna do is actually take your essential oil. So I'm a big fan of lavender and tea tree and lemon. And hello, there's a combination lavender and tea tree. That one. Okay, so make sure you have this oriented right. The nose is on top and then the chin is on bottom. Okay. You want to put one drop of essential oil because it might be a little bit strong, you know. So just one drop of essential oil on the bottom part of the chin that is on the external part. All right. So you don't want to put it up near the eyes because you're going to tear. You don't really want to put it in the middle because you don't really want it to compromise the integrity of the mask. You know what I mean? And sometimes a couple more drops might leak out. So you're going to put that on there, wave it out just a little bit, and then put it on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just smells so up with you. Just sit there and just be like, you know, and then just use that as needed. It's really, really great, and I love it. And so just a couple of points with that. People... Um, who are migraine sufferers, you might want to try an essential oil that's good for migraines, or you want to first try this at home just in case strong odors induce a migraine. So some people might not be able to handle that strong smell right away. And then also um, be cautious as far as using lavender because it is estrogenic. So those ladies that are out there who, um, if there's like a, some type of history of breast cancer or something like that, you probably want to shy away from um, the lavender use. But I found I figured this out and I thought it was just an excellent idea to bring the relaxation to you while you gotta wear your mask anyhow, right? Yeah, well we have um, so we have Kenny joined us. So good morning and welcome, Kenny. Good morning and welcome to Linda. Dr. Eric is saying, I love putting essential oils on my mask. And she does do lavender. She likes lavender and mint. Oh, that's good. Dr. Monique is saying, what a great idea. And oh, I, I just added some lemon to mine because, you know, those citrus scents, they actually lift your mood. They do make you feel bright and happy. Yes, yes. And so the fun of that is you can just try different scents that you, you know, that promote calm for you. Or actually, if you want to pick me up, pick me up as well. And uh, Kenny is saying, my wife makes a cinnamon oil and it's oh. great. So, great. so, you know, good interaction, lots of ideas here. So now, Dr. Dietrich, you also, and you can see everybody take advantage. We bring experts, world experts on this show. There's her information scrolling across the bottom, www.drdietrichd, D-R-D-I-C-T-R. Go ahead and spell it, Dr. Dietrich. <laughs> D-R-D-E-I-T-R-I-C-K-G. Com. <laughs> Tell us about some of your your book and some of your products and how these things came about and how people can use them as resources. Oh, well, thank you, Dr. Carol. So, yeah, um, one of the things of my most latest creation is actually a coloring book that I have uh, designed. Okay, it's called Relax, excuse me, Relaxing Ready an inspirational coloring book to calm your mind. So can anyone think about how coloring could be beneficial? Mm. <laughs> so coloring is just like, it's something I've always done, you know, and I didn't realize, you know, it, you know, being older, but I started it when I was a, a child and I actually did it in college actually. And I mean, it's just such a wonderful escape. Um, Benefits of coloring are actually varied and they're many, all right? So it helps clear your mind. It helps uh, decrease your anxiety. 
It's a great coping mechanism. It increases your in, your uh, uh, your creativity. It brings out color coloring. Uh, excuse me. It brings out positive emotions. Um, coloring or different colors uh, can bring out different feelings. So like blue, we're both wearing blue today. Blue promotes calm. It promotes trust. Uh, brown is more like earthy. Orange is more fun and green is natural. So you can use those different colors, you know, to help elicit different emotions. Um, in a technical sense, it helps improve your hand-eye coordination. Um, in a social sense, it helps actually improve social interacting. So if you're in a group of folks, you know, coloring or if with your family, something that the whole family can do together, you know, it promotes bonding. And then you can also create unique pictures that are for you because you're putting your own thoughts into it. All right. And then my book, it goes a little bit extra. In addition to all that great stuff, it actually we actually have put some inspirational quotes in there by thought leaders um, that are, are well known as well as myself. And when you're coloring, you can just take a look at these uh, inspirational quotes and just do some thought about it. All right. So just flip it through a page. One of the uh, things I have uh, put on here by an anonymous author, actually, is you will never be free until you free yourself from the prison of your mind. And so this is one of the, the colors, the coloring pages for that. So it's actually this book is actually designed to be a tool, one of the tools for relaxation. There's many uh, different tools and you just need to find out what's beneficial for you. And if you're like, oh, coloring is for kids and, you know, I don't have no time to color. And, you know, it's really not just for kids. There's many, many adults that are coloring and using it for relaxation and, you know, a stress reduction. And you just got to try it. You can just say you tried it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. If you, you don't try it, it might be something new that you can add to your toolbox to help relax or relaxation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And also, you did a whole book. Where's your book? Hold up your book. Let's let yes, I'm hold up next. Exactly. Um, this book is called Relaxing Ready. You hear that Relaxing Ready uh, trend? Um, a simple roadmap to reducing workplace stress and frustration. And so, again, we're going to work, you know, we're dealing with different personalities, different mindsets, different job titles, all that stuff. We're all together under this one roof trying to do a job in the time of COVID. And so, yes, you're going to have some stress. All right. And so what this book does, it helps you to help identify, you know, some possible stressors for yourself. Um, it helps evaluate if you're what's called living in a, or working in a toxic work environment. Um, it helps give you some tools that you can implement in the work setting to actually learn how to relax, um, relaxing your, your, your office space. Um, and then most importantly too, it, it, it shows what having unmanaged stress chronically could do to your overall health, your mentation, your endocrine system, you know, you know, your menstrual, you know, all that stuff. So it, it kind of like brings everything full circle. What is stress? what happens when you're stressed chronically and what you can do to help decrease that stress and learn to relax. I'm so glad. What else you got for us? I was going to say, there's one other thing. There's a secret. I, I, it's not even out yet. All right. There's one other thing. I hope y'all want to hear this little secret. It's not even out. Okay. I'm getting ready to, 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 to put it out. I actually have a journal. It's called Grateful and Ready. It's a reflective journal to fuel your soul. So we all need a release. We all need to help each other. We all need to help ourselves. We need to communicate to the universe what our desires and our wishes are and our goals are. And that's what this journal does. I haven't even launched it yet. So be looking for the announcement. You know, I'm going to be putting up this whole big launch. Okay. And I hope you all will be able to join me. But yeah, that's between me and you. You're going to tell us how. <laughs> So fantastic. We have just such a, you know an incredible audience. I'd like everyone just put one thing in the chat that you do to relax because people that are watching this later, we all need to be able to share ideas for relaxation. So, you know, Dr. Erica, Kenny, Dr. Monique, Aubrey, you know, DM. 
put one thing in the chat that you do to relax. Let's, you know, sharing is caring. So let's find out what people do to relax. And yes. so go ahead and drop that in the chat. Dr. Dietrich, what do you do to relax? Well, thank you for asking, Dr. Carol. <laughs> um, again, I like the color. All right. I, I really love it. I find solace in it. Um, I actually like to just sit there and do uh, guided imagery. So I like to just sit there or lay there, close my eyes and think of something that I love, something I want to do, where I want to go, what I want to become, all that stuff. And I just do some deep breathing. I mean, I love deep breathing. Um, especially when I'm at work and things are getting hairy, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have my own office. Sometimes I shut my door and be like, y'all give me a minute. I sit there, have my music going. I have my essential oil going. I just do some deep breathing. So that's a wonderful thing to do. Um, I also like to like watch uh, comedy shows. I love laughing, laughing. It's just such a release. I mean, I love finding things that are funny, you know, with myself, you know, funny situations. Uh, watching comedies is just, uh, I love it. So that's definitely a, re a release for me, um, laughing and finding something to laugh at. Yeah. Yes. Um, my husband says that is the best medicine. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it's just such an uplifting thing to have a genuine laugh, you know, just something that's truly funny. <laughs> and actually in the work work setting, you know, of course, if it's not at the expense of someone else, but if there's like a funny thing that happened at work or something that someone can share, it just lightens up the mood. You know, everybody's not just so tense and uptight and working and all that stuff. When you can have a good chuckle, you know, it just really improves the mood and the whole atmosphere of the work setting. Well, we have responses here. Is saying five point breathing. Yes. Dr. Erica is saying, I spend time on my balcony. And Thaddeus, welcome, Thaddeus. Thank you so much. Hi, Thaddeus. He's saying, run, walk, breathe at the beach or the park. Oh, of course. Let me comment on that. Being in nature and like Dr. Erica, being, being, spending time on the balcony, just being out in nature. I mean, it's just so healing. It's so calming. Just being immersed in nature, hearing the waves of the water, you know, hearing the birds chirping, you know, all that stuff. And just being a part of, of the atmosphere and, and the universe is so relaxing to me as well. So that's definitely one of the things I like to do as well. Thanks Excellent. for sharing. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Maria is saying, take myself out of the triggers. If I can't plug in my earbuds and listen to jazz on full blast <laughs> at home, talk <laughs> and drink. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so beautiful. It's and it's it's important to know how to relax. DM is saying walking in our garden. Yes, that's been oh, that's oh. a gift to be out there oh. and to be growing our own food. Yeah, definitely another relaxation tool, gardening, uh, planting those seeds, watching life grow in front of you. Just, again, being in nature and just appreciating, you know, all that's out there. And then plus, when you're done, when it's time to harvest, it's food that you have grown, that you're putting in your body for your nourishment. I mean, how great is that? <laughs> that is good morning. Excellent discussion and sharing of the importance of relaxation. Thank you, that is, yes. It, yeah, definitely. Fabius is, is going to be one of the folk on on the show. He doesn't know it yet, and so are a lot of the people that are watching, if they haven't already been, because you know this is I, I I one of my I would say you know part part of what I want to do in life is to create the beloved community. So everywhere I show up getting people to share, getting people to care, getting these good ideas out into the world so that we create, we become the change we need to see in the world. We create the communities and the interconnections that fuel us that, you know, so I'm feeling uplifted 
in this exchange, having you as a guest here, Dr. Dietrich. And, you know, I want to feel like this every day, you know, every Sunday, you know, Sunday, so many of us will, you know, we'll wrap up, we'll go to our online worship services. Some of us are able to go to uh, places of worship in person at the time. And, you know, just to continue that, to start the week off in this way. Thank you, Dr. Erica. She's saying she loves this show. It's a great show, Dr. Carol. (laughs) It's a way of being weightless. You know, I feel light. I feel emotionally light. And this is, you know, this is the gift. This is the gift. And Dr. Dietrich, you have one of the, the sound of your laughter is healing. Ah, You do love to laugh. So, you know, I'm, you know, we're going we're gonna to be wrapping up pretty soon and, you know, the show is going to take a break, but our fall season will start on Sunday, September 13th. And I hope all of you will be right back here. But Dr. Dietrich, I've identified five pandemics that are occurring simultaneously. I'm going to share those pandemics with you and with our audience. And then if you would just like, you know, comments again you know we're we're putting our lives into the context so these five pandemics that i feel are going on simultaneously that are causing a great deal of stress that are help are making it so that people can't relax they can't let go one we have in this country we have or actually global globally now we have the pandemic of obesity. This has been going on and spoken spoken on for a while. We have people that are nutritionally starving. So eating a lot of processed food, but not really being nourished. So, you know, overweight and obesity. And at the same time, and I'm not talking about those that are metabolically stable, but I'm talking about the people with the cancers and the high blood pressure and the diabetes and the mood disorders that are directly tied to um, pathophysiology of of adipose tissue that is unhealthy, right? So pandemic of obesity. And a lot of that is directly tied to the pandemic of our sick environment with climate change and and food deserts and and lack of access to, to food and water. So that's, you know, like the environment, the climate change and the food deserts and the lack of access to fresh water. Right now we have a pandemic of jobs, of our economy, millions and millions of jobs. Some jobs are never going to come back again. So it's not only, you know, stress at work, it's stress at the lack of work or the, or the fact that your job has disappeared. And even for those of us that are blessed and fortunate to still be working, it's like there's no separation between a work in home and people are telling me now they're working more hours than they did before. So that's number three, number four. And here the, you know, the pandemic of racism and the pandemic of COVID-19 and COVID-19, I call it the great revealer. It has underscored and highlighted all these other pandemics and healthcare disparities. So in the, the context of the seriousness of what's going on in the world right now. And I had to do a shout out for so many of the world over are mourning the death of the actor Chad uh, Chadwick Bosman, who was our Black Panther, who was our King, our Prince, who was our Thurgood Marshall, who was number 42, hashtag Jackie Robinson, and who was, wow, James Brown. You know, Papa's got a brand new thing. And, uh, yeah, so just just you know, talk about that. Talk about the, the heaviness, the weightedness, the weight of the world is on a lot of our shoulders. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I just can't agree with you more. I mean, it's just so many things that are going on out there, and um, even bringing it back to the United States, we have this election get ready to come come on too. Uh, the way I mean, we won't get started into politics, but just you know, having the way politics are these days, you know, it's very stressful about seeing the, the direction our country is going and has gone. And in addition to, like you said, 
a lot of folks are out of work. They're hurting. They're 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 broke. No money's coming in. You know, sending our kids back to school in this time of pandemic. Some want to stay home. Some can't can't stay home because the parents got to go to work. Um, some people are having to work from home, which creates a whole other set of stressors as well, because you're kind of meshing both of those wor worlds. And then looking for a job as well. I mean, it can be very stressful because, you know, you know, that money's running out. Where are you going to find, you know, money to put even put food on the table or, or even keep the lights on? And so um, having all that weight on you is, is just uh, a to a point where you can have a breaking point and you just don't know what to do. And sometimes people resort to unhealthy, unsavory things to do. You know, um, having this extra stress is the gateway to poor coping mechanisms, you know, me, me included. Cause I remember, like I was saying before, you know, um, one of the things I would like to do is get get a massage, but I didn't always have a chance to do. And so one of the things, you know, a lot of women especially resort to food for coping with stress, you know, poor snacks, you know, that kind of thing. And that over time, that wears your body out. And so kind of knowing that and finding other ways to deal with your stress, you know, you can make those uh, better decisions on what you're putting into your body. Your body wants to work with you and work for you. You just got to feed it the right things. You got to get moving. You got to change how you feel about stress. The stresses are going to be there. We can't change what other people are thinking or saying or doing. We can try and be a voice for change, but ultimately the, the, the change is going to have to come from within and how you manage your stress. Yeah. Yes. On your you have changed your diet and your approach to eating. So what are you yes. recommending? Because, you know, it's also helping to lower your stress from the inside out. And I think that's very important that people understand this concept of food as medicine. Yes, I mean, it, it, it totally is. So I've, I've kind of let go of meat. You know, it's been over a year. I think December 2018 is when I let go of meat. And so these recent months, um, I noticed that being stressed, I'm like, wow, my hair is thinning. I mean, I know some of it has to be probably hormonal, but I mean, maybe stress is, is related too. And so I actually kind of let go of dairy. Um, that's been a couple of months. And I actually let go of uh, gluten. And so I actually do feel better. I don't feel as bloated. You know, I feel like my skin is shining. I just feel more pep in my step. Um, my pain is getting a lot better. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's all directly to what, what I'm feeling my body with. And so I'm just so excited to be looking up different recipes and stuff that are like nutritious and, and healthy and colorful. And it, it's just fun. You know what I mean? And so uh, finding good things to eat that aren't going to, you know, hit me into the wrong direction. And so, you know, be, being overweight has been something I've been with, you know, all my life. And like we were in your, your party yesterday, your divorce party, you know, it's time, it's time to divorce this weight. It's time to be done with it. It's not serving me any purpose. You know, I know what it's like. Now I need to know what it's like to be the other way. All right. So um, definitely overeating is a, a poor stress uh, coping mechanism. And I'm just so thrilled that, you know, I feel better that I'm, I'm changing the way I'm eating and the way I'm looking at food. Awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. I love it. Love it. Love it. One of the things that I love is that the people who come on this show walk their talk. Oh, yeah. They're talking. It's not, you know, it's not funny. It's not, you know, it's it's authentic and it's real. And I think this is inspirational. It inspires people. I'm going to trust somebody who's walking the talk, who's on the journey, who's transparent, who's who's sharing. And I know you you've you've changed your relationship with food. I know you're out there working out and exercising. Dr. Dietrich loves to walk, y'all. She loves yeah. to walk. She gets out there and walks. And walking is one of the, the best movements. And these again, she's America's relaxation doctor and she's you're on the journey herself and she's bringing that and as we're you know again we're, we're winding down a little bit but I do know that you are putting together a series of, of seminars and where are you going to be bringing your information are you going to be going into corporation schools offices 
Where can we expect to find you and see you? And then also, are you going to be doing your own show? I think a little birdie talking about <laughs> Wednesday nights. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, what I do as America's Relaxation Doctor, of course, I'm on all social media and you can find me there. Um, but what I do is I actually go to different corporations and whatnot and speak about the effects of unmanaged stress personally and in and out of the work setting. And so I do talk about topics that are, you know, in my book, um, work environment, uh, 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 workplace productivity, personal productivity, the stress response, all that stuff. And then ways that you can um, learn how to relax, decluttering your workspace, you know, doing stretches, using your five senses to promote relaxation. Um, but what I also do is um, in the uh, corporate setting is uh, do consultations. And so one of the things I do is actually, uh, well, first, let me back up and say that when it comes time for an evaluation of the work environment, or if you have some type of way to relate information to the bosses and the higher ups, um, a lot of people don't feel that they can be 100% honest when asked those questions about work. You know, um, there's so many different dynamics that are going on in the work setting. Um, the fear of being let go or fired, if you, you're completely honest, um, being labeled as a complainer, um, uh, perceptions or if there's favoritism in the workplace, bullying, all that stuff. And so what I do is I actually go into the job setting and implement a way where employees can actually be fully expressive of their situation in the, in the work environment. And I actually compile a report and I, I report this back to the higher up so that they can make changes. And this is all done anonymously. And then also as America's Relaxation, America's relaxation doctor, what I do is I'm also a relaxation consultant. So I also go into the workplace to get an overall appreciation of the work atmosphere. Um, I give tips on how to make the workplace more conducive to relaxation and just have a more uh, pleasant surroundings. You know, the lighting, the mood and all that stuff that can help uh, reduce stress in the, in the workplace. Uh, and um, so, yes, Dr. Carroll, um, one of the things that are definitely coming up is um, uh, a three-part seminar. And this is going to be after my launch about my journal. I'm going to be coming up with a, a seminar uh, where people can uh, learn about stress reduction, uh, relaxation techniques. And that's, that's definitely coming on. Um, I'm actually coming out, which is, you know, long time coming uh, with uh, I work in Zen relaxation box. So the whole concept of I work in Zen is that no matter what you're going through during the day, you know, at work, at home, you can learn how to find an inner calm, an inner peace. We're not going to get, get rid of all the stressors. You're living, you're human. So you're going to have different things coming at you. But I have this I work in Zen relaxation box that will actually have physical products and instructionals actually designed to be used in the workplace setting to help promote relaxation. So I'm looking forward to doing that. And I'm hoping, 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 hoping we can have everything together that it'll drop by Christmas time, Black Friday time. Um, so that's what I do. And that you're going to come back on. Uh, of course. Hello. I certainly will. I'll be happy to. Excellent. All right, folks. So now a couple of things. Um, we have just, we've been enlightened. We've been uplifted. We have enjoyed. So a couple of things I just want to invite you all. So this is the last show. Uh, we'll be coming back on Sunday, September 13th. But a lot of things cooking over here in the world of Dr. Carol Penn and Weightless and Mind, Body and Spirit and Penn Global Visions. For sure, one of the things, one of the pandemics that I'm committed to to ending, as I'm committing to ending racism in my lifetime. And so if my beloved would drop in the chat, we're getting ready to launch version 2.0 of my national course, Unpacking Racism. And if you want to 
get in and jump in on that. It's already filling and I haven't even announced it or talked about it yet. We're wrapping up the first course on this coming Tuesday. And then the next course is actually going to start on Wednesday. It'll be Wednesday night, September 16th. So we can go ahead and drop that in the chat, the registration link. You don't want to miss it, particularly if you want to see racism end now, because racism is a pandemic that's killing people and robbing us and keeping us from being the beloved community that we can become. But we're, we're, we're going to need to have to evolve to that. We're going to need to grow to that. I'm also, listen, if any of the five pandemics that I mentioned to you are impacting your life, obesity, the environment with climate change and food deserts, lack of access to clean water, the jobs and the economy, racism or COVID-19, you're going to want to get on my schedule for a free discovery call. Let's talk about it. Let's have your life change now. You know, transformation can happen in the twinkling of an eye within, you know, people think, oh, it's going to have to take so long. No, these are free discovery calls. Go ahead, grab a spot. The week schedule is up. Go ahead and do it now. You can always cancel it. Oh, we can change it around, but go ahead and grab your spot now, a free discovery call. All right. This is, this is, this could be life changing. I'm serious. I love to do them. And I'm looking forward to that one-on-one -on -one conversation with you. Last night at the little celebration party, we were changing lives last night, weren't we, Dr. D? Yeah, it was so fun. <laughs> we were, we were, we were a little bit of cute showing up and we had I'm not going to mention any names this morning. <laughs> Dr. Eric. <laughs> you know, again, loving people doing loving and lovely things. So this is an opportunity, right, for us to get together. Um, I see we've got some comments on there before we just was. So, oh, yep. So we got the um, unpacking racism in the description of the course. Thank you to my beloved. And you're able to go ahead and register for that. Um, trust and believe me, if, if, if you look, I am, I'm the founder of Penn Global Visions and I'm an activist. That's how I describe myself, founder activist. And I've taken a stand and my stand is, stand is that racism is going to end in my lifetime. I see it as a number one healthcare issue, part of healthcare disparity. And as a practicing physician, this, you know, it's like you can't get well if if there's so much stress on you, you're way behind. And, and we have seen this time and time again. If, you know, somebody sneezes in Siberia, African-Americans get pneumonia over here in America. You know, it's just, you know, that's how impactful this, this global pandemic is. So we need to change that. We're, everybody's losing out. The world is losing out. So, yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's just it. That's just it. You know, it's like my purpose in life is to know and love God and to teach others to do the same. And I'm not going to vary from that. No matter what I do, no matter what job I have, no matter what company I'm creating, no matter what I'm involved in, that is what is happening. That is at the root. That is at the core. So if you want to talk about knowing your purpose in life, go ahead and get on my schedule. Let's have that discovery call. So then it doesn't matter. The world could fall apart, but you are still at home in the center of your own heart. Right. You are still able to grow. You're able to pivot. You're able to express. You are able to be weightless in mind, body, and spirit. It's what I want for myself. It's what I want for this beloved community. That is, you know, what I'm trying to create is the global beloved community, no matter what. All right. That's right. Hashtag Meditation Nation. Thank you, Linda. And I'm going to leave you all with three questions. And I want you to answer these three questions. If you can't answer these three questions again, go on and get that discovery call. Number one, what, and someone drop this in the chat for me. What kind of experiences 
first of all, do you know your purpose in life? What's your purpose? What's your purpose? What's your purpose? So drop that in the chat. Number two, what kind of experiences do you want to have in this lifetime? What kind of experiences do you want to have in this lifetime? That's number two. Number three, what are the ways that you want to grow? What are the ways that you want to grow? If you're going to have these experiences, what are the ways that you need to grow? I might go ahead, drop it in the chat for me. And then finally, the final question is, how do you want to contribute to the world? So number one, what's your purpose in life? Number two, what experiences do you want to have in life? Number three, how do what how and in what ways do you need to grow to have those experiences? And finally, in what ways do you want to contribute to the world? And that's on, you know, and that's that to me, that's our responsibilities as individual people individual people. All right. So let's, oh, thank you. We're, we're getting those questions. I want you all to contemplate those questions over the next couple of weeks while we're getting ready for the fall season. And I also want you to jump on and have a, dis even if you've had a discovery call with me before, because this is the conversation. This is what we need to talk about. These are the ways in which we need to level up. So Dr. Dietrich, I'll give you the last word. Let's send everybody off into their Sunday. So just send this out, Dr. Dietrich. Oh, thank you, Dr. Carroll. Again, thank you for having me. Um, one of the things I just wanted to just briefly say is um, in in the world, we're all human. We're all living in the world today and we're all going to have our stressors. All right. But it's up to us. It's up to you to make the decision in your, your mind and in your heart that even though amidst all this chaos and whatnot, you're going to be able to calm your mind, quiet yourself and then be able to not only learn how to de-stress, but listen to your own heart, okay? And that comes from a, a, a self-love, and then you can go out there and love each other because there is just no reason to have all this foolishness going on in the world. It's just not, if you're centered in yourself and with your higher power and within your heart. And so learning how to kind of get rid of all that extra stuff and focus on yourself and your heart and your purpose and self-love, you can go out there and spread love to other people. And that's why it's very important to learn how to first quiet all that, get a hold of your stress because it's going to be there so that you can help change your life and change the lives of others. And so Dr. Carol, I just can't thank you enough for having me on this show and for doing what you do. And you're definitely changing the world. And I'm just so glad to be a part of it. Thank you. You rock, you rock. And so does all this wonderful audience. Listen, we're going to sign off. Have a great Sunday. See you in a couple of weeks. Stay safe out there. Wear your beautiful scented mask. Yes. And relax. And relax. Relax. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, y'all. Thank you for Bye. watching. Bye. Bye.